0: Digital, Jaguars Drive Time, Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan, Jaguars Drive Time starts
1: right now.
2: Welcome in Jags Drive Time, Tuesday morning brought to you by Jet Home Loans, coming off the NFL Combine, getting ready for the draft, we're kind of in this weird Middle phase now, I guess you could say. Uh, getting ready for the draft, but we're going to be getting ready for the draft for the next few weeks for sure. Yeah. We're getting ready
3: for free agency, which yeah. around here I don't think is going to be quite the uh, flashpoint off-season moment
4: as it has been in years past, mm-hmm. but it still matters. Yeah, the okay. big story, too, all, uh, this week, is the CBA vote. Yes, It's due. They've extended it now to Saturday night. Um, free agency, or whatever free agency is going to be, Will be dictated in part mm-hmm. by whether they ratify the CBA or not. It'll it'll determine pay scales and uh, and things of that nature. So <laughs> I know folks are looking at who might the Jaguars sign, who might they release, but that CBA vote is going to be really mm-hmm. critical. Uh, I think Saturday night by midnight is yes. when they have to have it finished.
3: Well, I think for layman's terms, it until they get that vote, it's not so much that it it's going to affect things moving forward. But it sort of stalls things because they don't know how much the cap is going to. It's tough to negotiate a contract until you know the CBA.
4: And there's a completely different set of rules uh, Rules. when it comes to the final year of the CBA. For instance, there's something called the 30% rule. So the 30% rule doesn't allow a player's salary cap number to increase more than 30%. I thought it would be 30
3: I thought because of the name of the rule that it it
4: might be 30%. 30%. And the issue with that is is that a lot of free agents Correct. are looking for big jumps, and you can't have that. Uh, and there's lots of, of small rules that people shouldn't really pay attention to. But getting the CBA done mm-hmm. allows teams the flexibility, both from a cap perspective and from a rules perspective, to be really aggressive. And if not, as John said, it will be stalled, and they'll be sitting thinking, okay, what do we do?
3: Yeah, because until it gets done, everybody knows there's going to be more money available. Yeah. But until it gets done, they don't know how much more. So how much more do you pay a unique Ngakwe? Or, or how much can you afford to give Clayus Campbell? And If you don't know the number. You know you, it's, got, it's got to be more, but you don't know how much. So all of a sudden you can't sign on the dotted line. You can't do the next thing.
4: Well, remember also that the owner said, it's this or nothing. We're not going to negotiate again until after, after this season. So right. they, it's, the players are heavily incentivized, especially the, the rank and file the 60% of the league that makes less than a million mm-hmm. dollars. That's enough to ratify it and make it go, so I would expect that it does. Um, but they're heavily incentivized to get this thing done. And I wonder in,
3: if in 10 years, if this gets uh, ratified, and it's, it's clearly, for players, for lack of a better way of putting it, a case of the haves and the haves not. Without a doubt. Not, you know, well, you're feeling differently about it. Would you see some sort of uh, jacked up electoral college system later on, where veterans would get more of a say, w- with the theory that they're going to be making more money? So it represents, you know, if I'm five hundred thousand dollar guy, I can hear Aaron Rodgers griping all I want, but I really don't care. Yeah, no, I want so, those
4: extra hundred thousand. It means to me every year.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a couple of years of of salary for them once they get out of the league, if they're smart. So you wonder if they won't try to change the representation so it's a little more representative, because right now, clearly, a $600,000 salary group can outvote the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilsons of the world, and uh, you wonder if the NFL PA might try to figure out a way to make it more balanced yeah. on that level.
4: Who knows? Well, we sidetracked you a little bit, but, but we're going to talk about free agency in the draft, and free yep. agency in particular – Everything we say could be moot if they don't get this done.
2: Right, as well as the franchise tag deadline this week as well.
4: Well, right. that's still there. That's Thursday at 4 Thursday. o'clock. Right.
2: Big time for Unique Ngakwe news this week. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is a clue. A big thing that's going to tell us what the Jaguars are in right now. Are they in win now mode or rebuild mode? Is this clue? The Jaguars trading A.J. Boy to Denver. And we knew this was going to happen. We knew most likely A.J. <laughs> Boy would not be in a Jaguars uniform But trading away a better player on your defense, does that mean you're in win now mode? Does that mean you're in rebuild mode? We've heard alternating thoughts on this. So we're going to try to figure out what mode they're in at this moment with the Jaguars. Big thing too, previewing free agency opens up next week. You now have $34 million in cap space. Even with those savings, we don't expect them to swing for the fences like we've seen the last few years. Obviously last year. The big free agent was Nick Foles. The year before that, you had DJ Hayden, Andrew Norwell. Joining the squad has been spending a lot of money in free agency the past two seasons. We don't expect that to happen this year. And finally, big thing three. Yes, we're talking about it, just like anyone else. The coronavirus. How does this impact the NFL? How does this impact the Jaguars? We saw yesterday on Twitter, all active sports leagues right now are closing their locker rooms to the media. NBA, NHL, no media in the locker rooms. Brian, I was telling you earlier this morning that the UF has changed all their classes to online instead of in person. How does this, if it does, impact the Jaguars?
4: Well, you also saw this weekend that an outdoor tennis event, Indian Wells, uh, they canceled it. So it, it, it seems far-fetched at this point to think that this will still be in play by the time we get to the NFL season. But that doesn't mean it won't have a long-term impact.
3: Well, you wonder if it could affect the draft. The draft's coming up. Well, yes,
4: first and foremost, I think I think the NCAA tournament you know, bears some risk on this right. one. And what do they do there? Um, and then the draft in uh, Las Vegas, which is a city that is always crowded and mm-hmm. full of people. You wonder how that comes into play. Um, I don't know that the NFL is taking active steps at this moment, although I'm sure they are with the draft. Um, but I, I've got to think... That there are st- they're watching it closely, sure, and their facilities people all around the league are talking about if this, then that. You know, I just you watch the news and you see what's going on in Italy, where they yesterday quarantined, shut down rails, quarantined the entire country, perhaps, and it feels like just a matter of time before we start to see things like that here And sporting events. Are those? you know, those mass gatherings of right. people that cities are trying to do away with right now, trying to, to ban.
3: Right. There are obviously bigger issues in sports in this. But, amazing, I mean, it, it only missed, it's what, March 12th? March 10th. 10th, yeah. You know, 10th, That's 12th, whatever. Um, and if if this comes in five weeks earlier, all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Can you imagine? Yep. If they had, you know, not a lot of people in this. I mean... That would have been an issue. Yeah, it would have been bizarre so uh i think fortunately for the nfl and again there's bigger issues than this involved but fortunately for the nfl it does feel like four or five months it'll probably cycle out where it's not an issue but i think the draft is the thing to watch for
4: the nfl It's, it's interesting to follow how this is all starting to come in line and um Again, bigger than football. This morning, American Airlines and Southwest Airlines announced that they were reducing flights. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would think the next month or two are going to be really interesting from a sports perspective on how they do this.
2: Oh, yeah. All right, let's go back up to big thing one. Win now or rebuild. We We talked last week.
4: Hey, look, we talked last week. I said, I'm confused. You know, all of the signs from a football perspective say that this is a team that needs to rebuild. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be fair, since Dave Caldwell arrived in 2013, He's never used the term rebuild. No, because so why would you? Well, it's, it's a term that we've used around here Yeah, but a fans lot. don't get excited He's about it. He's always just talked about build, build, build. Take what you've mm-hmm. got, build for this season. However, sending A.J. Boye off, even though I don't know that anybody, I don't know that he played that well last year that people said, well, you got to keep him. Right. And I think a lot of us thought that he would not be here because of the $11.4 million in cap <laughs> mm-hmm. relief that he offered. To me, that was a clear sign. Did you see it the same way?
3: Well, I didn't only because I th- I thought from day one, when Boye signed the contract, it felt like a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially once it started to come into focus that it was an $11 million cap hit, it never occurred to me that Boye would be here next year. So, it didn't feel like a rebuild as much as, okay, this is the stage of his contract, that, that this has to happen. And it was the same with Marcel Darius. So, it may have been that I was so close to it and had been looking at it for so long that it didn't surprise me. It It's going to feel like a rebuild because they continue, they are going to continue to skew younger because they've got to get rid of these contracts and get back. They're not thinking about it as a rebuild, but you sort of hope that they can, I guess, rebuild on the fly is what they're trying to do. Yes. Yeah. So rebuilding so that's not rebuilding.
4: Yeah, that's not rebuilding. That's what Dave has always talked about, building year to year. Here's why it seems so even though I didn't anticipate him being here, right? Marcel's gone. Mm -hmm. It sure seems like there's something coming with Unique. Don't know what that's going to be. Hold out, or if they tag him and trade him, and then A.J. Boye on the back end, you are leaving holes in your defense that you're going to fill with with rookies. Yeah, I don't know that
3: they feel like Boye is a big hole compared to what last year, because I'm not sure that they feel like he played that well. But... And Marcel played 10 games or uh, six games. Right. So I think there's a perspective from inside the building of, yes, we're going to miss the names and the people, but I don't think they feel like they're going to drop off very much if they draft those two. I expect them to go defensive tackle cornerback in the first two rounds, I mean in the first two picks. I don't think they feel like it's going to be much of a drop-off. Now, if there's more leaving, then all of a sudden you reach a point of diminishing returns. Yeah. More being Calais. Yannick or Calais or, you know, XXY.
2: Another big guy.
3: Yeah. It's to me. I think it's more of a forced rebuild. Uh, I guess is
4: probably the way to go. I just I think know. it's an obvious one. And, and right. we're going to talk more about this. But, you know, he's got his detractors right now. Uh, but give Caldwell credit. I mean, to get a fourth round pick mm-hmm. oh, it's, for AJ Boye was a. Witchcraft. none of us expected that. Yeah. No, it's a terrific move. Witchcraft. Great, great for him. Yeah, I mean, to find somebody, John Elway, that was willing to give him a fourth round pick for a player that all of us thought was gone no matter what. Yep.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, that's one to probably his getting a seventh. That's saying, one, right.
4: That is one to his credit right now, and, mm-hmm. and what else is out there?
3: Well, and, you know, again, to his credit, he has his uh, detractors. Um, he's done that a lot. He got a sixth round for Gabbert. He got equity for Luke Belenco. Uh Throughout the course of his time here, he has been able to get in two ones for Jalen Ramsey. Was, Everybody says that's a no-brainer. Uh, it's tough to get first-round equity. For any player in this league, uh, when you are trade him, who's not a quarterback, he got two for a a, a cornerback. I um, thought uh, that was a good trade. Dante Fowler, they got equity for. Didn't give up. I mean, they didn't give as much as most fans want because every fan wants a first round pick in exchange for everybody. Right. But on that front, he has got a lot of equity, and now they've got a lot of equity in the draft. For the next two years. i years.
4: I would love to be a fly on the wall and and hear the conversations about Unique Ngakwe at this moment because tag him trade him whatever they decide to do, you know the conversations are being had right now. I'll tell you what the conversations I wish he wouldn't,
3: I wish he didn't want so darn much money. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> doubt Why does it have to be so expensive? <laughs> right. Come on.
2: Come on. Alright, let's go to big thing too uh, quickly. Previewing free agency and I, I go back to last year when we were starting to hear things about Nick Foles and getting into free agency and kind of expecting a really big week last year. This year totally different feel. It's like, oh yeah, free agency's next week type of deal.
3: Well, I you. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. It, oh. You know, usually the mo has been an announcement on Wednesday, and then sort of a uh, you know, pray to everybody into the press conference, and they sit in front of their placards, and it's like I, I'm Andrew Norwood. You know, I I don't think you're going to see that sort of pomp and circumstance, and I think you might see Thursday afternoon it announced and a Friday press conference because I don't get the idea that they are going to be setting the market with I think they'll be in the conversation on, on Wednesday afternoon in those days of free agency trying to see where the negotiations are going. I don't think they're going to be setting the market, which I think will cost them or, or prevent them from being heavily involved. And this offseason, I'm not so sure that's bad.
4: So they're tagging Yannick Ngakwe uh, on Thursday. Right now, if they release Marquise Lee, who's a guy that they could move on from, right, right. and free up some more room, that'll get them up towards you know, $40 million roughly in cap room. But half of that goes immediately to mm-hmm. Ngakwe's franchise tag. Yeah, th- number.
3: I think Swain's got four or
4: five million too. Uh, so, so maybe, so maybe you get a little over there. But but basically, you're, if you've got 40 million, Ngakwe, Ngakwe and his cap figure take you back to 20. You've got two first-round picks, which mm-hmm. means that your rookie pool is probably going to be 12, 13 right. million dollars. You only have seven million, eight million dollars to spend in that. You know, it, and that's if. That's if you do release those other two players mm-hmm. uh, and you don't trade around in the pick. So they can't set the market. I, you know, I, gotta, I, I know that Dave is always aggressive and finds a way to get things done, but I, I would almost think that this is the first free agent period in, in recent memory where we don't see anyone on the first day of free agency.
3: Yeah, I think they will, their MO, and they've been very good about it in recent years, they want to come out of the first 10 days of free agency feeling like if they had to go line up tomorrow they would they'd win cuz they'd be playing in May but <laughs> if they had to do that um they would have they would know who their starting lineup was and they would feel okay about it mm-hmm. on that front i would expect them to maybe get veteran middle linebacker so that if they want to move miles they would have somebody that they trust who could call signals, um, perhaps go that route uh, at cornerback, somebody who they would feel like, okay, if we draft a guy, then we can have competition, one of these guys will be a really good backup, but we're okay with him starting. That'll be harder to do because they don't have as much money, but those are the kind of uh, I don't really expect um, Premier tight end to be walking in the door no. on Wednesday. I think yeah. that's what people sort of hope. But I think they're going into it thinking um, we know we can line up there with O'Shaughnessy and Oliver and let's see what happens in the draft Mm -hmm. or third-day free agent. There are no
4: bargains on day
3: one, so I mean it's got to be the right fit. There's only high risk, a semi-reward usually. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, when we come back on Jaguars Drive, we go position by position looking at defensive backs this week on the Jaguars Digital Network.
1: Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle.
0: It's your month, America, because this is Ford Truck Month. Your month for great deals on legendary Ford trucks like F-150, Super Duty, and Ranger. Your month to drive Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks 43 years straight. Your month for big-time power, off-road capability, and turning heads around town. Your month to, well, you get the idea. Based on 1977 through 2019 calendar year total sales. Great deals, tough trucks. Oh, yeah, it's Ford Truck Month, all right. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides a creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients visit experiencepinpoint.com you can step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus when it comes to the ultimate car buying experience there's only one name that matters Fields, and Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Would you like to have your electric bill paid for the entire Jaguars 2020 regular season? Our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Go to Jaguars.com slash McGowan's and try to guess the Jaguars 2020 schedule. McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Back on Jags Drive, time in the offseason, we made a new segment called Position by Position, looking at every position on this Jaguars roster, looking at the current depth chart, looking at some free agents, some draft picks, plugging in some holes. So this week we're looking at defensive back, cornerback, and safety. A little different now that A.J. Boy was traded to the Denver Broncos. You have Ronnie Harrison, Cody Davis, DJ Hayden, who a lot of times I think goes unnoticed as what a good player he is in this defensive back, Jared Wilson, Trey Herndon, can't forget about the Locks, Andrew Wingard. The Locks. The Locks. So, uh, yeah, last year, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boy, the big bull names in this group. Now it looks totally different this season. And what,
4: go, go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah you, you clearly went from having arguably the best two cornerbacks in the league uh, a year and a half ago if we're talking about this and uh, two safeties that you felt like were key to what they were doing And DJ Hayden, I mean, you went from having five guys who you wouldn't have been shocked, maybe not Barry Church, but a bunch of guys that could have been in the Pro Bowl, Mm -hmm. to now a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, who do you feel great about? I think they love Herndon. I think they really think he's going to be a good two-corner. Beyond that, I don't know that they know what they have. Well, you know what DJ
4: Hayden is. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been a bit, but, I mean, but young rising. As riding, far as the four, absolutely. The the thing that stood out there to me was there were only two corners listed, and you play a lot of nickel here, which means, right. you know, you've got to go find. You don't have another Trey Herndon sitting back there. Herndon's been around a couple years. Right. They don't have a guy that they like as much there. So you would figure with one of their first three picks, if not the first round, then high in the second round pick. They're going to draft a corner, a young corner. And
3: I could see him drafting too. I could see him, if they keep all 10 picks, I could see him later in the draft going there for a couple reasons, Brian. You know this. You know, he can get on the field in a pinch, and you love drafting defensive backs for special teams because they can do everything. You bet.
2: Yep. All right, so let's look at some free agents, possibly. Maybe that could be addressed going into next week. Yes. By the way, not to
3: interrupt, which I did. Uh, (laughs) Yes, you did. Which you do. I I don't see. Them moving Hayden outside, you know he's a corner and he can obviously play that position. Uh, And I've got a lot of emails about
2: why don't they just do that?
3: Yeah, couldn't they just kick him outside Mm -hmm. and send? I think Brian that he's far more of a nickelback. I don't think this regime believes move this guy here, weaken nickelback, and make a change at two positions. Nickelback's enough of a starting uh, role that he's very good
4: at that.
1: When you've in, in seen league, him be no. successful already, when he that. plays
3: seventy percent of the plays, so yeah. why move him from where he's good anyway? Schlen, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. So basically, this free agency that we're looking at, Byron Jones is the big one out of Dallas,
4: and you're not going to get him. I
3: mean, right. he, you're, because the, then
2: with that's the money a, boy a we just that's
4: about. a boyer sort of contract, a big money deal. Um, but may, and the other three guys are safeties primarily, <laughs> uh, and Justin Simmons is going to get the tag. Chris Harris is older than you'd like, and he's going to command more money than you're going to want to pay. But yeah, there's another Viking, Trey Wayne's. Who former first-round pick who has never become the star, but maybe a change of scheme or scenery would do him well. You know, you might be able to get him on a on a short-term two-three-year deal that you can make work with your salary cap. Um, I'm with you that if there's going to be a signing, a free agent signing, it's going to be in the back seven mm-hmm. on the defensive side. Um, but it it'll be a it's not going to be a guy that people are going to go whoa. It'll be right. a Jeff
3: Swaim last year level signing. In the secondary a guy who's gotten you know probably if if you're looking for look for a guy who started five or six games last year uh who maybe played nickel for somebody who is ready to make that move Uh, the scouts and dave are going to have to earn their money this it's not going to be able to you know and they don't do this i'm exaggerating but they can't go and bleach report and look at the top five and pick the best guy out of that yeah and and obviously they don't do that but you're not going to find what they're looking for
4: if you're trying to figure it out with the top three guys in any of the positions, I don't think this is this is the group that you could see them spending money in free agency and draft capital in both respects. Yeah, because we remember what happened in 2017 when they signed Boyer and added Barry Church and how mm-hmm. quickly they were mm-hmm. able to rise.
3: Yeah. Well, think about how much different this looks. If you draft at number 20, most mock drafts. of them had them taking a cornerback at number 20. Henderson, uh, Fulton from LSU, somebody in that range. If you draft that guy and he's good, how much different are you looking at their cornerbacks the next day? You're looking at a really good young rookie, you hope. You're looking at Trey Hearn, where, okay, two. And then you're looking at D.J. Hayden,
4: all of a sudden, you feel okay about that spot as long as the rookie's for real, which you never know. And then, as we talked about last week, what if something, what if teams are vaulting into the top five to be able to grab a quarterback and Ocuda slides to a point where you might where be able to make a goal. move on that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Never know. And then
2: you're not asking, okay, we got to push D.J. Hayden outside, and that has to happen because now that hole is immediately filled.
4: If you place that kind of a player, then your scenario comes to mind where you're right. like, okay, set, yeah. here we go.
2: Here we go. Yep.
4: Now you got to deal with all the other stuff.
3: Yeah, but, but
2: you got one figured out. feel good at corner. Yep. yep. And that's all you can ask for with position by position this week. When we come back, we visit the Ozone Mailbag here on Jaguars Drive Time.
1: Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It To The House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle.
0: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars.
5: At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
0: It's your month, America, because this is Ford Truck Month. Your month for great deals on legendary Ford trucks like F-150, Super Duty, and Ranger. Your month to drive Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks 43 years straight. Your month for big-time power, off-road capability, and turning heads around town. Your month to, well, you get the idea. Based on 1977 through 2019 calendar year total sales. Great deals, tough trucks. Oh yeah, it's Ford Truck Month, all right. on
2: drags drive time tuesday morning brought to you by jet home loans saying congrats to our guy josh allen welcomed his second son over the weekend now has a three-year-old boy and a newborn baby boy <laughs> and caitlin and josh good luck yeah uh, <laughs> but regardless we will say congrats to. Them.
4: that's a young man's game right yeah well there <laughs> and they're they're young enough yeah. that they can handle them. But if they have another, they're going to be outnumbered.
2: Yes. And watching Wesley, their three-year-old,
4: that, I will that I, boy's
2: got some energy. I
4: will never forget walking into the green room in Nashville last year to find Josh and to see him standing there holding Wesley um, and walking out on stage with mm-hmm. his young son to meet the commissioner. Uh, Alan, Josh Allen is a stud football player and a terrific young man just as good as you could ask for as a football team, to have that kind of a player and that mm-hmm. kind of a man representing you. Well, he's the hope of the franchise, right? You bet he is. Oh, yeah. I mean,
3: Jawan Taylor, DJ Chart are part of the core. Josh Allen is the guy that this franchise can build around for the next 10 years. He's what people hoped against hope that Jalen Ramsey would be. And it ain't the same thing. No, no far away. Josh Allen no. is a foundation piece
4: on in on many fronts. And you hope that you're sitting in a position this year, again with quarterbacks available to other teams, that if you're not going to get one, that it's going to push another kind of player like that into your lap.
2: Mm-hmm. I go back to last year in Nashville when we had him on Jaguars All Access. I asked him, "Was that always the plan to carry Wesley on stage? Did you, you know, did you and Caitlin talk about that?" He's like, "Well, why wouldn't I bring Wesley on stage? Like it was just without a doubt, of course he's coming." And I always thought. I think a lot of fans thought like that was the plan to always have his son be part of that moment. He's like, well, yeah. Like, well, why wouldn't he be there? Yeah. <laughs> that just That's fantastic.
4: that says. It was enough. good for the league because there were some stories circulating in in the news that day about mm-hmm. other players mm-hmm. who had had domestic abuse issues. And when he walked out with Wesley, it was really good for the
2: NFL. Yes, it was. All right, and now let's visit the ozone mailbag.
5: The oh,
3: This is usually about me, and it should be. But um, I noticed the Jaguars' drive time graphics are new.
2: Yes, they are. They look Don't good. they look fabulous? Yeah, they look good. This is our new look.
3: Kudos to uh, whatever Underling did that. <laughs> Very just, good.
2: You mean to tell me you didn't have a part in that?
3: Well, I planned it, but right. somebody had to pull the design. it off. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figured so. you had
2: a lot to do with that. All right, let's go to Green Cove Springs, Florida. Matt, what do you got for us? With AJ Boy getting traded this week, I feel everyone has forgotten just how good DJ Hayden has been for us. I know he primarily plays in the slot, but there has to be at least some discussion playing him on the outside.
3: Well, I'm sure it's been discussed, (laughs) but I
4: don't think it's something they're going (laughs) to. I I turned off my sound. I don't know how that happened. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go Jayhawks. Um... (laughs)
3: I think they're discussing DJ Hayden. I think it would be an emergency. I think if maybe if the draft doesn't go the way they hope, maybe. But I, they see Hayden as a nickel. And again, I don't think you move a very good player at a very at what has basically become a starting position. It is. Fifteen years ago, you would have probably moved DJ Hayden. Now, with all the slot stuff going on the complexities
4: in the middle of the field
3: and he's really good at a lot of different things in the slot um maybe the foremost
4: among them being directing traffic
3: well and he can also you know he's a better blitzer (laughs) it seems like a a very high percentage of times they send him he impacts the play Mm -hmm. so i don't think this happens and uh again i think think he's i think what ashton said earlier in the show is right He might be the most overlooked really good player in this
4: team. Not every... Top six or seven good players in this team. Not every guy can go inside and play. They're not all comfortable there. I mean, physically, you're right. He does a lot of different things. But I had more than one linebacker and defensive back last year tell me that nobody understands as quickly as DJ Hayden Mm -hmm. does what's happening on the offensive side of the ball. And he is able to digest it and get everybody in position uh, he directs traffic in the middle of the field, and I don't think you could take Herndon inside and and, and ask him to do the exact same thing. And,
3: and and what an interesting NFL player he is in the sense that he was a like number ten pick, number eleven, 11 pick in the draft, yeah. and by the Raiders it didn't quite work out on the outside. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, cornerback, you have to be on the outside. You have to be taken away the top guy, or you're, you know, he has in essence reinvented himself, and he's in I think year eight, and yeah has forged himself a
4: really really nice career there were some injuries in 2018 and his was overlooked because leonard was injured at the exact same time but there's no mistaking how that defense struggled remember that at aaron colvin in 2017 who played nickel at a high level and they were counting on hayden to play well and he missed that great stretch from the end of september into early november with a toe injury so yeah Terrific player.
2: And you're right. That definitely did get overlooked because of
4: you bet. all the other injuries. It sure did. Which
2: were a lot. All right, let's go to Eddie in Jacksonville. Hey, oh, I know how much you like draft hypotheticals because who doesn't? If you were able to draft Auburn defensive tackle Derek Brown at number nine and then move up to number 15 and get South Carolina's Kinlaw,
5: would you do it?
3: You know, I think the gist of the question is would you – sell out to get two defensive tackles. Is is, is the position that important? I would, not, I would absolutely not mind if it was two defensive tackles in the first three picks. Philosophically, I'm fine with that as bad as they played against the run. I don't think, Brian, that I would be in favor this year of I think Brown would be the definition of getting their guy at number nine, mm-hmm. so you'd feel great about you that. Bet. That would now, be this
4: year's Josh Allen. Would
3: you would I want them to come back give up what it would take to move up five spots for the same position and give up the equity that it would take because I'm assuming that would take probably a third round pick to do that. Yeah, probably. Um I think this team needs more things than just going after a second defensive tackle or well, even I mean, a second great player. I think you can everything you hear from draft analysts is that it is that this draft goes really, really good to about twenty players. Yeah which means there's going to be somebody good at 20 because teams are going up to get quarterbacks who aren't in that 20 list. So I would stay at 20.
4: And corners, uh, the Henderson kid from Florida, the Diggs kid from Alabama, the Terrell kid from Clemson, you obviously need one, and 20 is about where those guys fall. The Fulton kid from LSU all should be sitting around there. Something else to consider. The Jaguars have Josh Allen, right? Mm -hmm. And he's a first-round pick. And then you're thinking Derek Brown, right? Mm -hmm. There's another first-round pick. You have three first-round picks playing on your defensive line whose contracts all come together about the same time. Mm-hmm. That constricts your cap in, in, in years ahead. And you have to be looking strategically at that. True. Because you, ho- you hope your first-round picks are guys that you keep over the long term. Mm-hmm. But Give if all three contracts. of them are coming up for mega contracts, you're not going to be able to keep all three of them. You'd rather have an offensive lineman, a quarterback, a wide receiver, a defensive back. So you're spreading the money across your roster and not too heavy. A lot of people don't look at it that way, but you look at the Redskins, who are looking at Chase Young. Well, the last two years, they've taken big defensive tackles from Alabama, and now you're going to add one from Ohio State. All of them are going to come up about the same time. Part of the reason you're hearing them talking about trading back or maybe investigating quarterback is they're looking at their salary structure and thinking, do we want three defensive linemen? How are we going to pay all, all three of them? Yeah. Without neglecting other parts of the roster. So I don't know that it makes sense to go and spend that on Javon Kinlong. Mm-hmm. At twenty, if you get Derrick Brown at nine.
3: At 20... I like what uh, Daniel Jeremiah told Ashland at the Combine. Moving back five or six spots in this draft makes a lot of sense because say you're going after corner. It feels like you're going to have a very good corner available at 20, 23, 26, whatever, Mm -hmm. in that range. Move back. I don't know if it – he was talking about possibly getting a first rounder next year for it. I don't know if you get
4: that much. But you get more equity. One other scenario to consider is if you don't get Derek Brown at 9, would you go up to 15 to get Kinlaw? Oh, yeah, that's a different story. That's all. a whole different mm-hmm. ballgame. Or, yeah. or if you're at 9 and the player that's there for you is not someone who's high on your list, go back to 15 and pick up Kinlaw for sure. I think Kinlaw's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. I just don't know the, the two of those guys at the same time while passing on obvious need talent confluence right where those guys come together at 20 like that I don't know that that would make sense
2: but I do think Derek Brown if you keep looking at the mock drafts every single week every week he's going more and more down because you have guys like Isaiah Simmons in the quarterback thing and that's going to keep pushing him down where a month ago he was at three and there was like there's no way that Jaguars are getting him at nine. well
4: rarely do you see teams vault themselves into the top five to grab a defensive tackle mm-hmm. right? right they're going up they're going up for quarterback mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that someone doesn't love him enough to go try and grab him at six or seven mm-hmm. so just because the quarterback's are pushing him down doesn't mean he gets to nine.
2: Yeah, I mean, we never he thought Josh He also didn't have Allen a great
3: there. combine, and it's pushed him down a little bit. What if and he comes
4: in, in a pro day and blows everyone away?
3: Well, I also don't care if he had a great combine or not. I mean, all you heard all season and up until the combine was this kid was a top-five player. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, because yeah. the way he runs at the combine, they're down on him?
2: Nah. Nah, I don't think so.
3: I ain't feeling that,
2: bro. He
4: was a <laughs> dominant player in the most dominant conference in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to suggest that he's not worth it.
2: Yeah, but that 40 time, that'll get you.
4: I'm not asking him to run down the field.
2: No, you're not. All right, when we come back, we wrap up Jaguars drive time with some Ashlyn Ask here on the Jaguars Digital
1: Network. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home lauren brooks here letting you know that could be you this season visit any dream finders homes model and register to win the take it to the house promotion for your chance at scoring one hundred thousand dollars towards your dream finders home Dreamfinders homes homes built to fit your lifestyle
0: hi folks frank franzi here for the best barbecue in town that is bono's head to bono's today 15 locations on the first coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. it's your month america because this is ford truck month your month for great deals on legendary Ford trucks like f-150 super duty and ranger your month to drive ford f-series america's best-selling trucks 43 years straight your month for big-time power off-road capability and turning heads around town your month to well you get the idea based on 1977 through 2019 calendar year total sales great deals tough trucks oh yeah it's Ford truck month all right
2: Final segment on Jags Drive Time this Tuesday morning. Getting into some tough questions with Ashlyn Ask. The boys are not ready. They're still (laughs) racing.
4: Well, for once, I remembered to bring a paper towel so I don't have a red finger when this is all over. Uh, Let's go. John is not as lucky. Would you like a paper (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: towel? Use a paper towel. Here, use my blazer. (laughs) All right. Let's go all the way back to big things. We really didn't discuss your personal opinions on this. Okay. If you're Shad Khan right now, Are you in rebuild or win now mode? What are you telling people? Obviously, you want to tell everyone you want to win now, but can you actually do that right now with this roster? What are you telling your staff to focus on in this draft and free agency?
4: And if Dave Caldwell's watching this, then just take the re-off and just build. I have 19 draft picks in the next two years. I am not sure who my quarterback is, or at least that's what I've been telling people, that I have two quarterbacks that I like. Um... I'm not I'm not certain of that at all. And so my charge with my roster where it is now holes on the defensive line in the secondary. Um I'm telling Dave use those 19 picks and let's set ourselves up for the long term. My motto this offseason is I would rather win then than now. In other words John was with the Colts when they just won year after year after year after year. I want that. I want to win in 22, 24, 26, 28. And if I have to sacrifice the present for the future, I'm willing to do that because I got the draft capital to get it done. Mm
3: -hmm. I just want to be above ground in 28. But um, (laughs) uh, rebuild and hope 15 is for real. Meaning, um, as I said earlier in the show, I think they're rebuilding almost forced by circumstance. I don't think they would tell you, yes, we're rebuilding. But when you look at A.J. Boye not being able to be here, they knew in their plan it wasn't gonna happen, so why not get a draft pick for him, and yeah, we can build. And you can do the, they're gonna be incredibly young next year. So everybody's gonna look at this as a rebuild, whether they say it is or not. Uh, And the way you get through that without being three and 13 is if the kid can play. Mm -hmm. And if he can will you into into four or five wins, And start making some magic happen, then maybe you're rebuilding on the fly and all of a sudden you're
4: good and it it starts working. Fans aren't gonna see it until it happens. So the Dolphins sold out last year, right? I mean, they traded everything away. They were outscored by 41 to 7 in the first four games. They started 0 and 7. Uh, They were 1 and 7 in the first half and everyone went, wow, tank for Tua, they stink. Uh, And then they finished 4 and 4 in the second half. And some young players were identified. They've got a ton of draft capital. And now they're in a position pretty much to dictate what they want to do. Well, I'd like to be in that position. I, I don't want to be outscored 41-7. No. to 7. Don't get me long. wrong. But I'd like to be able to take my lumps, looking at my roster realistically, looking at my draft capital, looking at my salary cap. Because we've already laid out that that is something that is restrictive right now. Though with a new CBA and with some contracts leaving, next year it'll be in good shape. I want to make the right moves for then Right? For then. I, wanted, I, I don't want to sell out my future because I've got a coach and a general manager who are worried about their jobs. Mm-hmm. I want them to make the right decision for the long term. The Dolphins, by the way, won one fewer game than the Jaguars. Yeah. One. They, they won five games when people thought they might go 1-15. in 15.
2: With trading away star players during the season. Right.
4: That didn't feel all that good to look and see how much they were able to accomplish in a year that the Jaguars had playoff hopes and only won one more game. Right. I want to make that mistake. I'm willing to forego the now and make good choices for them.
2: Sean, what are you doing?
4: Okay, here. Think about this.
3: I I'm, I'm thought a scenario for next okay. off season. Jawan Taylor, Josh Allen, and DJ Chart might next year be going into years three and four. Right. It yeah. would be yes. year
4: three. Yeah, three and four.
3: If, if they're what you think they are, and you're first-round pick this year, first-round pick this year, second-round pick this year, first-round pick next year, first-round pick this year, how's that for your core? Oh, it's That's If good. 15 can play. Right.
2: And then you add him to that list. Yeah. You,
3: you could, by this time, or in 13 months, meaning up to the, like next year's draft, all of a sudden have one of the better young cores in football. Now, a lot has to go right, Well, but but those three players aren't nothing to have right now. Oh, no. They've got some things to work with. Don't get me wrong. But you've got to add on to it in the next two drafts.
4: Without a doubt, and you can't just say, well, don't worry about the future. Win now. Right. Because I don't think, my opinion is, is that this roster is not a playoff roster. Even with those good young players Mm -hmm. on it, even if Minshew, I guess if Minshew came through and had a stupendous year... Then maybe you find yourself in a position if you've drafted well. Mm-hmm. But just go draft well and focus on what's coming,
2: Make the rather right than
4: yeah, than yes. say well desperately. Well, we've got to have this, so take it right here.
2: Go spend a ton take of money.
4: Be- yep, and take the best it out. player available. It really worked out well for you last year. But
3: yes, well, they're did. going to be precluded from a certain part of win now anyway because of what they can do in free agency. It. Yeah. Again, it, can't it go it's the almost fastest. a forced rebuild. Yep.
2: Yes, it is. All right, Ashland asked number two. Who are you swinging for in this year's draft? If there's a guy that you maybe have to go up two spots to get, who's that guy that is worth swinging for, giving up a few picks to have on your roster next season? Maybe you got to go up to seven to get him. five. I don't know. But what guy's worth it is what I'm asking. Go ahead.
3: I'm going to say Derek Brown. I like Brian's answer better, but um, uh, Derek that's Brown. Uh, that's right. Although again, the, the the premise of your question, I would not have somebody that I would go get if it's not a quarterback. Um, and I don't think at number nine that they have enough to go get a quarterback. So the home run pick to me would be Derek Brown, but only if he falls to you. Right. I'm not swinging to go up for anything. It's not a quarterback, and I don't think you can do it.
4: I'm swinging for Tua. Uh, He was medically cleared. He had his recheck uh, and the doctor, the Alabama doctor who did the surgery said, if you had told him that the scans would look that good four months ago, he would have been ecstatic, saying it's there. Medically cleared to fully participate in football. Um, Here's the thing. The Jaguars in 2017 built for the short term, because if you don't build around the quarterback, you're building for the short term. And we all saw how that fell apart. If you could say for sure that Gardner Minshew is the man, sure, then I wouldn't say that. But nobody in this building can, can say, say for sure he is. Um, he's been medically cleared. There are some people that believe that he is better than Burrow, a better prospect than Burrow. I, I'm not in a quarterback evaluator, but I look at Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, <laughs> who they passed on. Some people will add Lamar Jackson to that. For my purpose, I'm just staying with the 17 class. Those two are... and 24-year-old quarterbacks who are MVP candidates, now a Super Bowl winner. i got to have one. I can't just keep pushing this thing down the road saying, well, I'm going to play for Trevor Lawrence next year because you don't know that Trevor Lawrence is coming out because he won't have to or that he doesn't get injured. Yeah. If I think that Tua is that good, I do, right? But if I think he's that good, I've got draft capital. I'm spending it. I'm getting the quarterback because – if I said to you now, you take the two ones that you got for Jalen Ramsey, would you trade that for Deshaun Watson? Your answer would be? Heck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or Patrick Mahomes, your answer would be? Heck yeah. Now, I, I, people can argue whether Tua is worth that or not. Mm-hmm. I get it. But i got to have a young quarterback so that I can win then. Mm-hmm. And so I am swinging, and that was your question, for Tua.
2: And it would be a swing, that's for sure. I would love it. Yeah. Probably have to go up to what, five? Two. 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 E. That's a big swing.
4: It's a big swing, but you've got the capital to do it.
2: Yes, you do. All right. Our final Ashlyn ask of the show going into free agency next week. If you had to pick one free agent who you would personally like to have on this roster, who would it be? And why we can go position group here. We can go individual free agent. And we're saying you Brian Sexton and John Osier. If you had to pick a guy, who would you want to see?
4: Go for it, John.
3: Um, I'm kind of swinging low because tight end doesn't really excite people. But I would like to have a tight end on this roster. Hunter Henry might excite people. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say tight end. And I, I'm kind of lukewarm about the topic because I don't anticipate this being a split. I mean, the topic's fine, actually. No offense. Thanks a lot. But I just don't anticipate anything we say here becoming a reality in terms of what they're actually going to get.
4: Uh, I do.
3: Okay. Let's Go see ahead. it.
4: I want Joe McCoy. A uh, couple reasons. One, you need help on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus has him listed as a top 35 uh, defensive lineman, right? Both positions. Um, they think he's a – and I'm going off their numbers – a one-year, nine, nine-and-a-half million kind of guy, so it would fit. It's a position of need. And when he was – two years ago when the Bucks came here to practice – he came over and spent 20 minutes talking to a couple of us. He walked over and said, hey, Jacksonville Media, what's going on in North Florida? And stood there after practice in the heat and talked about where's a good place to eat. Uh, what are Jaguars fans, what's the Duval chant all about? He knew a little bit about it. He was, he was uh, Calais Campbell-like. Mm-hmm. So he's a position of need. I, I remember the game in October in Carolina, and he was still a very good player. The number fits, the position fits, the person fits in a, uh, a locker room that could use more good guys like this, a veteran guys like this. And if you're going to draft a defensive tackle, assuming that a Derrick Brown or a Javon Kinlaw comes here, I'd like Gerald McCoy.
3: It makes sense for another reason. Um, if, if, if you were telling me offensive line, I wouldn't necessarily think it makes sense to, to sign offensive line and then draft it because you no know, – for him to play. right? If you draft McCoy and Derek Brown, you're going to find a way uh, I mean, not, not draft McCoy, but if you sign McCoy and then draft Derek Brown, you can find a way for them both to contribute. So, what you're saying makes sense. I do think they will sign a defensive tackle in free agency for the same theory as as the, uh, the cornerback we talked about earlier. Um, I don't know that they'll go that expensive on it, but it wouldn't shock me if it, if
4: what you're talking about happened. Uh, he's, he's, he, to me, he checks all the boxes, and I'm assuming, by the way, that I could have him at one year for $10 million. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could do that, I'd like it.
2: And even with the cap issue spaces, knowing how aggressive Dave Caldwell is, can't rule it out. Maybe. We will see. All right, free agency starting next week. We will talk much more about that on next Tuesday's Drive Time. Stay tuned Thursday to Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll see you next week.